0: Podcast fam, Charlie is a Gainesville native, a true ACR who took his sales skills and turned them into our area's largest independent publishing company. His award-winning publications have a staple. uh, His award-winning publications have been a staple of our community for over 20 years. In today's episode, we talk about Gainesville as a hometown. We hear a story Charlie has told no one. (laughs) We talk about getting the push to pursue your own venture, doing an owner finance deal when buying a business, recognizing it's time to phase out a part of your business, and so much more. Enjoy today's episode. You are listening to Way Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville. Florida. Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host, Michael Dees, isn't here tonight, you guys, not feeling too hot. So... Uh, I'm solo tonight on the microphone, so if you are a Michael D's fan, come back in a couple of weeks, because he he will be back. I'm recording back-to-back episodes tonight, so like, in a couple of weeks, uh, you know? send them them some love in the meantime and uh, you guys got some sponsors that I want to thank to kick this episode off this podcast episode is coming to you because of our incredible friends at Dar Shackow Insurance John Dar is the man his team is awesome I know Charlie you agree right I can't believe we're starting this thing talking
1: about John Dar too like (laughs) this is how it starts
0: you're like like, why can't I just have my moment why does this have to be about you John
1: Dar dirt on this guy no he's fantastic (laughs) they're the best man are you kidding they're the best Uh, that's awesome
0: The Dar Shackout insurance crew takes care of all the insurance needs for our companies and for all of my personal needs as well. They just got me a discount on my auto insurance because I bundled it with my homeowner's insurance, baby. Dude, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Uh, (laughs) They will find a way to make sure you are covered at a fantastic rate. Plus, they are great people with a huge heart for this community. They have nearly 400 all five-star reviews for a reason. Did you know that?
1: No. I'm one of them for sure, though. Yeah.
0: All five stars, man.
1: That's crazy. He deletes the other ones, though, right? (laughs) I don't think you can do that. Can you do that? No. If anybody can figure that out, let us know. It'd be dark. (laughs) Uh, We are so grateful
0: for you guys, so... Be sure to check them out for all of your insurance needs by visiting them at darshackowinsurance.com. That's D-A-R-R-S-C-H-A-C-K-O-W insurance.com or give them a call at 352-338-0552. And I also want to give a huge thank you to Leonardo's Pizza of Millhopper. Oof. Kyle and his team have been so supportive of our show. This is one of your favorites too, huh? Oh my God, I, I love I heard it you, so much. You I said that on your
1: show. Right? I have the funniest Kyle Cohen story to tell you too. I don't know that I should say on this, but I might. <laughs> All right. But I do love Leonardo so much. <laughs>
0: Oh, you guys. Well, they've been so supportive of our, of our show. But even greater than that, they're so supportive of our community. In 2020 alone, in a very trying time, they donated over $20,000 worth of pizza and sponsored $5,000 in fundraisers for homeless shelters, hospital staff, local nonprofits, and school groups. Kyle and his team are absolutely amazing. So do us a big favor, you guys, to send them a huge thank you for supporting us. Please go to leonardosmillhopper.com or call them at 352-376-2001 and uh you know let them know that we sent you over there. And uh, of course get linked up with all of our sponsors that make this show possible by going to whoa slash sponsors You going to tell us a you going to tell us a quick Kyle story?
1: Now? <laughs> Already? How <clears throat> quick is it? Oh, it's quick, dude. All right, all right, 60 sec yeah. 90 seconds. All right, yeah, tell us. A all quick right, class. so our kids went to school together, and we were like in elementary school, so we're were Kyle and I signed up for a field trip one day, and it's at Gainesville Health and Fitness. It's like a, a body unit or something like that. So we go to Gainesville Health and Fitness, we're all walking around. One of the kids falls into the pool accidentally, all right? And so Kyle's like, I'll take him into the bathroom and <clears throat> help him change or get dried up or whatever. So we all kind of go out front, we're waiting, and Kyle's there for a long time, we're there for a long time, he's not coming out. I go, I'll go back in and grab him. And I walk into the bathroom and he's holding this kid, In the air over the air dryer, over the hand dryer. And I walk in and I'm like, look at him and he goes, I'm just trying to dry him off, dude. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm like, let's just, let's go. Let's just get out of here. Don't worry about it. We put the clothes back on the kid and walk back out. And Kyle was like, that was, I don't, okay. I don't know what to do, but. I gotta go, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> so that was, you know, I got to see Kyle like hold some random child up to a hair dryer in the middle of the of the Gainesville fitness. He's it was pretty always funny. there supporting members of the community. He even is, if
0: he's got to hold them up, even if he's got to save some, some kid up. out of drowning in
1: the pool, <laughs> it was really funny actually. So and uh, what a superhero he is actually. Plus those garlic knots, dude. Are oh my gosh, man the best you guys ate that on the one that the he best. was here and you guys yes, were like eating it and it was like in. michael was like picking out God. on him. it was oh it's, yeah it's the absolute greatest. it's the best I, I agree it's the best
0: Today on the show <laughs> we have Charlie Delatory of Tower Publications. My friend,
1: welcome. Thanks, man.
0: Dude, and like, you brought the good stuff, too. Hold this up. Like, I brought
1: some some bourbon
0: for us to, to partake in. This is why we started recording the show in the evening. It's good stuff. Because it's like happy hour. We can like... <clears throat> we can it's the sh- way to sh- go, man. Cheers it up in cheers. our Collier's International Cups. Indeed. Another sponsor, boom. Are they? Mm-hmm. It's a good group. Yeah, man, so good mm. stuff. So, So, Charlie. Dude, yes, I, Colin. I don't know if you've ever uh, watched an episode of this. I watch all of y'all's episodes, by the way. What episodes are you referring to? <laughs> the prime time,
1: <laughs> premium, <It is>. time.
0: <laughs> premium time, premium <laughs> time.
1: Shoot, it is. It's, that's. It is. I think that's. Uh, time Deion with, Sanders. Okay,
0: premium time with John Dar. Yeah. yeah What's he going to add and Charlie Del? I don't know. I
1: it? think my. I think it's all part of. We're still in contractual, you know, <laughs> negotiations at this point. It's fun, actually. That that whole thing is. John and I have been talking about it for a couple of years. Usually it's weekend fishing trips, and we're like, you know what we should do, and, and then he finally pulled the trigger, and that has been fun, so thanks for, what you're one of like the three people who are watching <laughs> it, so thank you for
0: that. And you're doing that with our friend Elio Piedra over at the Fiesta Media. He's the
1: man, dude. He's, He's the man, dude.
0: That's a lot of fun.
1: Leave it to a fellow Cuban to get some stuff done, <laughs> am I right? So, I'm Cuban, I don't know if you know Oh, uh, really, awesome. Yeah. yeah, most people think that last name is Italian, but no, I do like Italian, Italian. Italian food, Cuban. but now it's Cuban, yeah.
0: Cool. And so when's that show going out?
1: It is uh, Tuesdays at three o'clock. So it's, kind of a, it's totally different than what you guys do here. This is a sort of a live YouTube and Facebook, Facebook Live sort of event. It's Tuesdays at three o'clock, it's about 30 minutes. Um, we really just kind of do a few different segments of like charity of the week. We do a Our Town article of the week. We do an insurance tip of the week. We talk a little bit of smack. John <laughs> and I have known each other for a long time so it's really easy to kind of rip. <sighs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know man all of it like all, all we both were born and raised here in Gainesville so okay uh it's there's there's an ACR history there I think and you had Reed on the other day Reed Fogler mm-hmm. another true ACR guy yeah so we um yeah like our whole lives kind of thing but it's funny is that John and I we went to different high schools he went to Buholtz, and I went to GHS which is GHS is obviously the superior high school in town <laughs> and uh you know so John went to Buchholz and we had friends that we all knew together, but he and I never hung out. So it was like one of those things where even in, even in this small town, we still ran within our own sort of groups. And so we still get together and talk about like, well, you know this guy? Yeah, I do. You know this person? Yeah, I do. And But we never did a lot of hanging out until we were grownups, until we kind of had kids and businesses and stuff. So So yeah, there's a few shenanigans in there. So when we get on the show, it's easy to kind of riff about random things that have happened in the in the past. Cool. PG. We try to keep those stories <laughs> PG. Uh, so
0: and that goes out every Tuesday. Tuesdays at three o'clock. Tuesdays at three. You Find can, it you, on YouTube and Facebook. Correct. Thank you for that. And Premium time, which all you got to do is premium time with John's art, not premium time with Charlie Delatorre. <laughs> no, you with know, John. No, died. but I. we got to
1: talk to Johnny about that. I guess. I, 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 I got to get on the billing somehow. Hey Maybe if I get the opportunity to res John on this show, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna help you, <laughs> so I can even supply photos for later production for awesome. post production. Hey,
0: awesome, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Coming through. Dude, me, I got man. your back,
1: man. I got your back.
0: So with this show, yes, we like to dive into your story. All right, so we now now we know you're a true ACR. But like let's like go back. Like I mean, tell us how you got to where you are today. Where you know, why you got into publications and all this Oof, stuff.
1: Okay, man. So, remember that scene in the Goonies when like they're torturing Chunk, is that his name? And he's in the blender, and they're like, tell me everything, and he's like, oh, I was I was a fat kid, and he's like talking about it like when he was a really little baby. I feel like that's what you just asked me, like start at the very, <laughs> very beginning. Um, yeah, so I was born actually here in Gainesville, so this is my hometown, um, and grew up here, went to elementary school, middle school, and high school here. Um, and we were talking about this earlier sort of before we started filming, like those of us who kind of grew up in town, it's weird because you, you kind of have different lives, right? And so those, those of us who have done this know that you sort of have your childhood here. And then if you go to college, you kind of have your college life here. And then if you stay and have a business or have get employed and you stay, you sort of have a third life here. And so sometimes these circles sort of combine. And so you can be somebody and you're like, Man, I, I know this person, but I don't know like which life I know them from. Was I a kid or was it like a college? It's all a big haze. And so, yeah, I can't go anywhere without you know, running into somebody that, that we kind of know. So, um, But yeah, I was kind of was born and raised here in Gainesville. And I was lucky enough to, to go to UF and then stay here afterwards. And, and I say lucky enough because it's a, it's, it's a great town. I left for a little while and then came crawling back, okay. to be honest with Did you. Did you leave prior to. College or after college? After college I graduated from UF and uh, then I went to Orlando and I I got hired immediately by Barnes & Noble bookstores. So so I'm kind
0: of, okay, real quick. Go back. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in this. I I feel like the mindset is like when you live in a city and you like grow up in a city, like you're trying to escape for college. Like I almost expect my children living here, like I would love for them to go to UF, but i kind of preparing myself for that. No, I'm like leaving. Did you have any like <clears throat> you know, that? Tendency, like I, I got to get I got to get out of Gainesville. I've been here my entire life. Like
1: funny you ask. <laughs> uh, I did actually. I left my first couple of years. I went to Florida Southern in Lakeland. Um, so Florida Southern is a, is a it's the it's a great school in the middle of Florida. Um, it was I don't really know why I chose it. Okay, I chased a girl there and um, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. and uh, ended up in Florida Southern for a couple of years and. Uh, and loved it, but the plan was always for me to come back and graduate from UF at, at some point. So I kind of wanted to get out of town for a couple of years, and and I did so. And um, and yeah, I think you're right. I think the mindset is, is to get out of Dodge, right? When you have, when you grow up in Pembroke Pines, you're like, man, if I can get to UF, that'd be great. Like Gainesville is sort of like this college town, and you've never been there, and it's awesome. When you grow up in Gainesville, you're like, I need to go to a, a city, or I need to go somewhere else. I think, and it's just that, want to get away from I think your parents and what you grew up doing and so yeah you're you're screwed dude your kids are definitely going somewhere else right <laughs> I, I have one Prepare and one so I have one who went to UF and one who is a senior in high school who is not going to UF so he's he's just basically said I have created a donut and the center is Gainesville and I will not be attending the donut hole at all so get me out of Dodge <laughs> gotcha. um so you went to UF yeah I went to UF graduated from UF and then I got lucky major s- in political science and business. So I was gonna be a lawyer. I worked for some lawyers here in town. Ooh, this was fun. Entrepreneurial spirit that is early on here is I started working for a law firm over the summer and then I turned that into a runner's job, like a running job at the end of the summer semester. So I basically worked for them and then I went to the guy across the street and I said, hey, I'm gonna be working for those guys for five bucks. It was five bucks an hour. Yes, I was. it was like 1947. Um, it was like five bucks an hour, and I was working from two to five, so it was 15 hours a day, but I went across the street, and I got that guy to pay me five bucks an hour, and then the guy across the street, so I was working for three different law firms, and I was basically just like delivering stuff to the post office and going to the courthouse and dropping stuff off and serving subpoenas which was really fun actually um, now were you able to get
0: this where it's $5 an hour each from, at the same time same time so it was 15 uh, bucks an hour dude I was killing it You're so smart. here I was feeling smart. like
1: smart and they were loving it they were feeling like they got a great deal um, so and then I realized I don't want to be a lawyer I wanted to be Matlock like remember Matlock that show Mm, yeah you're too young for this yeah you're right damn damn
0: it (laughs) i do kind of remember the name of the show pat perry mason yeah like i know like of matlock but i never like i just
1: wanted to be in the courtroom and be like aha you did it and like bust (laughs) if somebody but then nobody ever goes to court dude that's not how it works and so uh i quickly realized it's all about (laughs) being a paper pusher and i'm terrible at that and so i um so I got a degree in political science and in business, and then I went to go work for Barnes and Noble. They hired me right out of college, and um, I went to go work for their flagship store in Orlando at the time, and became the at the time I don't know if it's true anymore the youngest operations manager in Barnes and Noble history at the time. I was twenty one years old, living in Orlando, and working retail hell. And it was you know exactly Isn't that crazy. That. You could used to go to a
0: store to buy books.
1: <laughs> I know that's a weird, <laughs> that's a crazy concept, right, dude? Like. Remember, Amazon started selling books. Yeah, I remember when like we were we were working. I was working at Barnes and Noble. Like, have you heard of Amazon? Like, they're selling books and they're going to put us out of business. And I was like, Do you remember those? Yeah, talks? totally. Were people I was like, were people like, ah, oh, no. I was like, like, What the hell is Amazon? Isn't it like a, like a like a river or something? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's the internet? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, there was a change in. This was ninety. I graduated in '93, so like '94, '95. I graduated from UF in '93, '94, '95. Okay. The internet was not a thing, really, dude. Yeah. Like it was just—I know that's that seems my AOL really instant weird. Messenger days, right there. <laughs> I had that.
0: Yeah, what was your AOL? I don't remember. I am rem- name. I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you remember yours? It was Gators with a Z, one seven. But you weren't here yet. Gators? Right? No, I was in high school, man. Yeah. What What year did you graduate from high school? Two thousand. Oh my So, God, he's so middle middle school, I guess, when you were graduating from. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated from high school in two thousand. Yeah. I was here at UF from 2000 to 2004. Yeah, I had a drinking
1: problem by the time you already graduated from high <laughs> school. So that's 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 definitely that's not cool. I feel old. That's not funny. Not funny. funny. Uh, yeah, so I went to Orlando and then was there for a couple of years and ended up kind of limping back to Gainesville after that. Just did not go the way I was hoping it would. And and I got to do some really cool things. Like I got to I got to open and train and open stores all across the state of Florida. So I was able to go to different places and help hire and train booksellers. And I had some restaurant experience, so I got to fly to Starbucks in, in Seattle and train there for a year, and I mean for a couple of weeks, and then come back and open these cafes at the various locations across the state. It was a lot of fun, but I was working 60, 70, 80 hours and getting paid very, very little money. You're yeah. like,
0: I used to make $15 an hour running subpoenas for three Seriously? longer. Seriously?
1: <laughs> like... Bro, I have some great subpoena stories that I cannot tell on this thing. But like, when this are over, no, 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 but we can keep drinking later and then I'll tell you all about them. But they were crazy. Uh, so I came kind of back to Gainesville and I took a job working, I, I found, on the remember Classified Ads? Yeah. Barely. Yeah, so I used the classified ads and got a job as a sales rep working for a place called The Buyer's Guide, which was a shopper here in Gainesville. Um, Had been here since 1971, and I was selling advertising in Ocala, essentially. And that's what started sort of my career in publications, is just starting as a, I grew up on the sales side, on the ad side. So was
0: this one of those things where right, like you're, you're come back and you're just kinda of trying to find a job? Or was it like, or yeah, was dude, it like oh, I wanna?
1: I was literally trying to take a, decide between a job selling Alltel cell phones, okay, like back in the day, or whether I was gonna sell advertising for the Buyer's Guide. And I was like, man, I don't really, I don't know, I'm gonna do this one because it seems easier, I think. <laughs> so I, I, but I ended up being really good at it. That like was I, what year, 93, three, four. 95. You graduated 93. 95, graduated 96. In 95.
0: Okay. Yeah, 95. Oh, so you're back in Gainesville for back the National Championship? Oh, yeah. Oh. For
1: Warful and all that? Joke, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Gator through and through. Like, I didn't miss a game for like 10 or 11 years in a row. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, and I loved it. Like, I kind of took this job thinking, well, I'll just do this until something else kind of comes along. And, and I was good at it. And I liked it a lot. And I had some freedom and I could work with clients and businesses. And I was selling a very specific kind of advertising, but I really enjoyed it. And I got to like talk to my clients and be like, what's your problem this week? And how can I solve you? And this was a weekly paper. It was an 11 county shopper. So it covered a huge market, tons and tons and tons, thousands, tens of thousands of copies all across 11 counties. So I got to really sink my teeth into what's your problem this week and how can I help you solve it? And I really dug that. Like that really kind of st- struck for me. Ocala Marion County was my territory primarily and. You know, kind of one thing led to another and I did that for a while and like not very long, like six months and my boss said, oh man, I, I don't know how much I can say about this, but <laughs> it's a crazy story about my boss, but my <laughs> boss.
0: <laughs> That's the story everybody wants to hear.
1: You wanna hear a story that nobody else knows? Yes, please. Okay, this dude who hired me, the day he hired me tells me, you're gonna become the general manager of this product and I'm leaving here in less than a year. I have never sold uh ad not never sold anything so this was a prophecy or is this like <laughs> he was like you're going to be great at this you're born at this i've been doing this for 25 years you know so exactly so recognize the talent <laughs> i guess dude i mean i didn't <laughs> particularly i'm like yeah, talent yeah oh, i got talent um yeah so now quick story on this this guy's name is carl ferrer this name may or may not sound familiar to you at all because carl Quite a bit of a prophecy, did hire me. He did leave within a year. I did become the sales manager of that property after he left and then promoted to the general manager pretty quickly after that. We had a a team of maybe 11 or 12 employees at the time. Carl went on to do a bunch of other things, but he's mainly known for the fact that he also started something called Backpage. Maybe you've heard of Backpage.com.
0: Way too young for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Backpage was this classified website that took on Craigslist, essentially as Craigslist, but became a much dirtier version of Craigslist. Okay. All right. And over the years, and I lost track of Carl after years. I, I would see him a couple of times at our national conferences and stuff as a vendor. He went on to start Craigslist, I mean, start Backpage with a company called New Times, which is all over the United States. They own properties alternative weekly newspapers all over the United States. Bought it then from New Times at some point with a couple of other guys, and eventually is in federal prison for money laundering, racketeering, uh, endangerment of a minor, and pimping because Backpage became sort of an escort site. Oh no. And this dude currently, as we talk right now, sits in federal prison in Texas or California, I don't really remember um wow. because he laundered like 100 million dollars through this website or something like that. Guy who hired me in 1995 or 96 and said you're going to be taking this property over. Nobody knows that story, dude. Oh my gosh. Right here exclusive. I mean, it's w- one of those things where I'm like I, I, this by the way, he he bailed on a federal subpoena in front of Congress, so there's like photos of him online of of an empty chair with his nameplate as senator's sat to question him on this. There was federal raids oh on gosh, his wow. property and a bunch of other, I mean, bad, he got into some bad, 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 dude. So. So this
0: is how you got your starts. Huh?
1: <laughs> the dude who hired me. <laughs> uh, now he had nothing to do with that at the yeah. time, all right? So like, this was something that happened years and years and years later, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro, there you go. You said the one thing that nobody. That's crazy. Nobody knows that story, really, That's true awesome. story. Um, I yeah, mean, and it's then, not
0: awesome for him. It's kind of it's an awesome story for you to share. On oh, show, I think he did a lot like, of really shady <laughs> stuff. Like, like, so oh, like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't. That's one of those things that gets completely taken out of context. They did <laughs> this like
1: I remember. Think no, no, no. I know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> they did this like big uh, documentary on this whole history of Backpage It was on HBO oh, no or like Netflix, I'm gonna have to go Netflix, this. something like that. And I was like, they're showing pictures of him, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like. I... I'm going to make it new, is he a going to get out of prison? With this guy. How
0: long is he in prison for? You have any idea? Uh, long time. New goal, I'm going to get that guy on the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. Invite me <laughs> I'm gonna dude, show, right? Yeah, I'm going to like, show
0: leader. him a clip. I'm like, "So, we several several years ago." Remember this start? guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is what he said. <laughs> oh I'm like,
1: God. "Dude, I'm, what I'm saying is 100% true and like it was the craziest, you know, like I don't know what happened there, but like just, you know." All right, so he handed this thing off to you and He you really did. It was owned by a company. He he really did me a favor because he 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 um it was a product that was very well received here in town. It was very profitable. It was owned by a company called Journal Communications, which owns the Journal Sentinel, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel in, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was at the time the largest employee owned organization in the United States. So I was able to sort of create a career there in the four or five years that, they, that I was with them before I ended up buying it. So like they, you know, I was able to, I became a general manager. I got a lot of training. I was able to kind of work with other, they owned a hundred different centers across the United States at the time. Journal Sentinel was a very well-respected journalistic, or journalist organization in Milwaukee. Um, still is, really, and, and the company that I worked for was called Ad Inc. It was started by a, a very aggressive entrepreneurial guy who I absolutely loved. Everybody in the company was terrified of this guy. His name was Tom Karavakis, all right? And I never, I loved him. Like, he and I clicked the minute I met him. He reminded me of my father a lot, and um, he was, he had he basically had started this company that Journal Communications then bought for him and he became a very wealthy man because of that. And he took a liking to me and he and I kind of hit it off and everybody in the company was terrified of this guy. And I was like, he's great. Like just do your job and you'll be fine. And people just people were scared of Tom and Tom and I got along great. So for the next three or four years, I was able to really mentor under him while I was still working in Gainesville, Florida, at the small little shopper in the middle of nowhere. But I had access to people who really had done great things in this industry at the time. Community newspapers was what they primarily focused on. We were not. We were a shopper, down and dirty shopper classified ads, display ads for car guys and all that kind of stuff. But I got to learn a lot from Tom. When Tom retired, along his retirement within a couple of years, they really wanted to change focuses and they wanted focus and they wanted to divest themselves of properties across the United States and I had the opportunity to to buy that that property, which is really kind of a cool story, but I don't want I don't know, take up too much time, keep going. <laughs> yeah, Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, we got a time limit, right, dude? I'm yeah, I'll Cuban, I'll talk all day long, all right? Like, this is, um, I, love, com- I love cool stories. So. Dude, the company ended up, like, so I had been, I had been a great producer for them, our, comp- our product had done very, very well for the company as a whole, but they were looking to only go into the community news business, and they wanted to get rid of all their shoppers. So they had, in principle agreed to sell our product, I did not know this at the time, to a guy in Jacksonville, a student named Collier Black, who still lives there, a great guy. Um, Collier calls me and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing a deal with that ink, would you come to Jacksonville and meet me? Had nothing to do with my property, come to find out he had already bought, in principle, our paper and he was basically interviewing me. And he was basically finding out whether or not I was a guy that he wanted to work with, all right? Sly, I had no idea, (laughs) so sly. That was on a third on a Friday, Saturday morning. My phone rings. <clears throat> Man, we had a little baby at the house. My wife and I were like, like Lauren was maybe like two months old. Okay, and I had already I agreed. I he called me and said I want to let you know that I'm I have just I had negotiated to buy your product, your paper. What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was basically interviewing you yesterday for a job, and I decided I, I don't I don't want you to work for me. Oh dang! I was like, what? And he goes. Yeah, and I'm not gonna buy the paper, you are. And I went, what, wait, what, wait, what are you talking about? And he goes, I can't, nobody in Ad Inc. knows what you're doing there. All you're doing is making up money. Nobody knows what's happening. I can't have an employee of mine work for me and I have no idea how they're doing it. I can't work, I, need, I would need to learn everything you're doing and then fire you and find somebody who's my guy because you'll never be my guy. He's like, and I can't do that to you. I like you too much. Oh, so I called Tom this morning and I told him that I'm out of the deal and you need to buy it. He's like, and you have them, can I say this? You have them by the balls and they don't know it. And you don't know it. So call him and tell him you're buying this paper. I went, I don't have any money, dude. He goes, so what? Make them pay for it. So sure enough, I hung up the phone. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, call your packing out of the deal. And he says, we should buy it. And she goes, yeah, we should. She walks out of the room. Like what the hell are you talking about? So I call Tom and I went, hey, I heard from Collier, he's not buying the paper. I didn't know you guys were selling it and what's going on. He's like, yeah, well, you know, you're fine. Don't worry about it. The company, we're not going to sell it anymore. We'll keep it. and I went, no, it's not how this is working. I said, I'm buying the paper, and he goes, well, can you? And I went, nope. But if I don't, I walk in two weeks and you guys can figure out what you do with your property. I don't care. Dang. I'll call you Monday. What he says. Monday morning, I get a call and he goes. We gotta work on terms. And I went, no, I already know what he was paying. That's what I'm gonna pay. Well, he was gonna pay all cash. Can you do that? I went, nope, (laughs) but you can finance it for me. And I need you to finance it for me. That's what they did. So like this happened in October and December 22nd, we closed and they financed it for me. I used my employee stock program to help pay the down payment for it. And I sat awake on on December 31st, 1999. This is before Y2K, like it was the night before Y2K, Do you remember this? (laughs) Y2K was like, like, for those of you at home who have never heard of Y2K, this was like the world was gonna fall apart, remember? Yes. And I sat out there, Y2K, December 31st, 1999, and I thought, how the hell am I gonna make payroll next week? And everybody in the office already knew what was happening, and I came in on Monday morning, and we started running, and we never looked back. And that was kind of the beginning of Tower Publications. So you were able to make payroll that week. I did make payroll <laughs> that week. I handed everybody their aging, and I went, "I need <laughs> you guys to go collect this crap like right now. <laughs> like I need to make. We need to, I got to pay you on Thursday. How big was payroll then? Yeah. Oh man, maybe fifteen grand. Okay. So I mean, it was a, a number sizable. where it was more than I. So yeah. I stayed awake on that December 31st while we did not. The world did not fall apart and think, "How am I going to do this?" and um, So yeah, I mean, it was, that's exactly how, and you know, Collier called me, I haven't talked to him in the last few years, if I'm being honest, but like, Collier called me every year on December 22nd and said, congratulations on buying your business for like 15 years. Dang, that's awesome. Every year and said, "I'm so best decision I ever made. You were such a rock star.
0: So that's kind of how that went down. Do you ever like reflect on those moments and be like, what if I hadn't gotten
1: that push? All the time, because I... I, I mean, I'm kind of giving you a summary of everything that kind of happened. So there obviously there's some details in there that I've kind of omitted, but th- I had worried that our property would, would be divested at some point because of what had happened in other places. And so I started looking around and I had made a couple of decisions to not leave town. Um, my wife was very pregnant at the time. This is before Lauren was born in August. So this was more in like May, April, May. I felt like there was something was coming. And so I started looking for jobs and, and I think all the time, like what if I had taken I turned down a really great job at this place in Miami that I, I just couldn't see myself in, but it was a great job and it paid me a lot more money than I was making, and I turned it down. Um, but I felt like that was coming a bit, and so yeah, I, I have thought of that a lot. I do think of that a lot. I also think about like, just the gohones I had to make that decision <laughs> at the time, and and it, I, I got to be honest, man. I mean, you know, like it was it was a joint decision at the time. It was we had just had a baby. My wife and I were talking about what was happening. Like it was, she, she never wanted to look back. She's like, let's do it. And yeah, it was a gut check moment, but it it was a cool story. And it's a cool origin story for what we did. That's very cool. And, um, you know, I haven't really told that in a long time. So like, I, you know, like I haven't really talked about that in a while because people kind of either know it or it doesn't, or so long ago, it doesn't much matter anymore. Um, but what's crazy is that, Three of the employees. I now we have only eight employees now, right? At the time, at this time, right now we have eight, eight people. Four of them were with me then. That's crazy. Yeah, they were. They were there the day that I went. I need you to go collect this so that I can do payroll. So that was the December twenty
0: second. What year? Nineteen ninety nine. So
1: this, I, we our official first day in business was January first, two thousand. Like January first, two thousand was our first first day of Tower Publications.
0: Okay. So you get into this business that you now own. <laughs> well, so can you tell me a little bit about the the like owner finance, if you will, like that they did for you? Like, well, how long? Like what, like, what were those terms? Like, how long of an agreement? Like, how how was that all worked so, out? So yeah,
1: sure, I don't mind at all because I I feel like there's probably a lot of businesses that 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 would be some pretty valuable information. Yeah. So really great question, and and I got coached by Collier. If I'm being completely. Frank, like he he helped me through this. When he said, you're buying it, I'm not. And I went, how am I gonna do that? And he goes, I will, I'll help you figure this out. So I'm not some genius, he he, he helped me and he had some insider knowledge because he had already had agreement in principle that he was able to share with me. He did, was not signed to a, not, to a non-disclosure agreement so he was pretty easy to tell me. And this was a large corporation that owned hundreds of papers across the country. So essentially what happened was we negotiated a rate, a price for the product um, and I, I, they, they agreed to You're sell. us how much? It was $150,000, okay. which is not a lot of money. But to me- That's a lot of money. I was making $35,000 a year as the GM of this product. All right? yeah. So to me, it was like five times my annual salary was a lot of money. For sure. So it was 150 grand, but it was generating probably a million dollars a year in revenue. So I bought a million dollar revenue business for $150,000 because they were just trying to die. They wanted a cash grab by the end of the year to divest themselves of products that they didn't feel were part of their future plans. They they wanted to divest themselves of shoppers and only stay in the community news business. So I used $21,000 as my what I had in my retirement account at (laughs) the time. It's so stupid. And it was all stock options How old were you at this point? 26, 27. That That was a baby.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind I of. I mean, not really, but. No, but, but I mean, at this point, you, uh, you're married, you married, have a kid on the way. I mean, not a lot of people are taking that entrepreneurial leap with, you know, with those kind of, uh, I guess, circumstances. No. You know, the, those.
1: No, it was, uh, no, and I didn't have, I mean, I really didn't have two nickels to rub together. We were, we, you know, we were just out of college, we had student debt that we were paying off and- Did you your know, wife think you were crazy? I mean, she said- It was her idea, dude, yeah, it wasn't she was, mine. Like, she was
0: like, she was the one who was like, okay, that's a great idea,
1: let's She go. was just like, okay, that sounds good, let's do that. She had 100% <laughs> faith, always has, never, never, never faltered. And so like it was, we, so we, after we had that detail, like after we had that initial meeting, And they came back to me on Monday and said like, well, we have to negotiate a price. I said, no, I don't, the price has already been set. You've already said it. They're like, yeah, but that was a cash offer and this, and I was like, I can't do it. So I said to them, and I had leverage that a lot of business owners I don't think have. So this is like owning a franchise, let's say, and they haven't come visit you in five years. Right. All, All you're doing is they're handling your accounting essentially, and that's it. And so- Like they're gonna lose if you walk away. It, if I walked away at the time, they would have nobody to put in it and they would have not been able to put on an issue the next week. Right. Um, and I never saw that, I never saw that leverage until Collier said, you dude, you've got them and you don't know it. Yeah. And so I was. it was easy for me to say, I don't wanna do this. And I said it to them, I was like, because I, I I'm not trying to sound like I'm cool, I'm not that cool. I just said, I don't want to do this. Yeah, you weren't trying to come in as like a hard ass business guy. The only hard ass thing I did was I made the guy bring me a box of cigars cause I did not like the new president. And so I made him bring a box of cigars to closing. That was a bit of a jerk <laughs> move, but I don't care. Like I really did do that. But I wasn't trying to be a jerk at the time. I was just like, these are the facts. I need to make a decision for me and my family. This is the price I'm gonna pay. I can give you $21,000. You're gonna finance the other $129,000. Let's negotiate an interest rate. Let's negotiate a monthly payment. And we did it over a five year term, I think is what it was. And so they, they did it. I mean, th- that all took some time and some negotiations, but it happened pretty quickly. I mean, this was mid-October when this happened and we closed less than two months later. So they were pretty amenable to making this happen. They needed it to happen. Did it take all five years for you to pay it back? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna pay him a dollar sooner than I needed to. You no, know, because I got bitter at some point where I was like, they they tricked me by making me go meet this guy. And so like we had the ability to pay it sooner and I was like, I'm not paying them any money any sooner than I need to. And, and they didn't care. It didn't really matter. I mean, they were—they're—you were, know—they're were a hundred to three hundred million dollar company at the time, so it didn't really matter to them. And um, so, no, I didn't do it. Did you get in there right away? So once it's yours, like, are you getting in there and you're like making it your own? Or you're totally. So same, I had to bring, it right away. What we were? had to, so we had already centralized production facilities somewhere else. So I had production was in Orange Park because they had owned four or five products in Orange Park, and then I had we didn't have a classified department that had been centralized in Wisconsin, long story. So I had to hire people to bring back to basically run our classified department, run our production department. Um, There's a dude in town named Hank McAfee who was instrumental in this process for me. Hank was my production liaison that I hired when he was 18 years old, 19 years old, to be a production liaison between our reps and our production, our centralized production department. And um, Hank, I then went to him the day that all this was going down and I went, well, after we had already agreed and I went, hey, dude, close the door. He comes in and he sits down. I was like, I'm gonna buy the paper. What? I need to bring production in-house. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. I went, can you really? He's like, nope, but I'm gonna figure it out. And I went, okay, cool. And we he literally walked out the office and he went back and started working on what computers we needed and what systems we needed and what software we needed and he was with me till March through the, the pandemic. He Dang. well, no, through May. I mean, he was with me for 20, okay. 21 years. Wow. Um, he left to go under great circumstances. He's working for Infotech here in town. Got a great job. It's awesome. Uh, he and I are more than employee like employer employee. He's a great friend. I was the best man in his wedding. I That's love cool. I love yeah. Hank. He's he's my younger brother that I never had, and um, we did it together. Like he he handled production and I handle all the sales side of stuff. And we did that for 20 years, essentially. So it was kinda cool. and I, don't, I don't remember your question at this point.
0: Yeah, basically like what like what changes were you making? Because now you have yeah, yeah. like a whole bunch like
1: a whole yeah, bunch of so we, that you're involved and in, the right? Th- so like
0: what was what was kind of like the transition from what it was to now you have ownership to like what it has become.
1: Sure. So we quickly realized I quickly realized I don't want to just be a shopper in the shopper business. I wanna be in the magazine business. So we started senior times, which I didn't bring any copies, but senior times in Marion County, not even in Alancho County. So we started the senior magazine. My parents were getting older, they were just retiring, and I was like, there's a need here for this, so we started an editorially based product in senior, in October of our first year in business. So October of 2000, that was senior times. And we started the second edition of that in January, February of 2002, so like 15 months later. And then we started the R Town edition in High Springs and Alachua only in 2004-ish, don't don't go back and fact check this crap, all right? <laughs> time doesn't- Fact checkers. <laughs> time, yeah, time doesn't, no longer matters to me, all right? It's just like a construct like that makes no sense. Somewhere. It doesn't make any sense. It's like 2004, three or four, we started our town in High Springs, Alachua, then we started in Newberry and Jonesville, then we started it in Gainesville, and then in 2009, after what was a really rough 2008 year, we closed the product that I bought. We closed the buyer's guide. So the product that I bought and was our cash cow for launching all these other products, had diminished to a point where it was not what we were doing anymore. We were more of a so magazine a, publisher. That was a pretty easy decision? Yeah, it was an emotional was it, decision. It was, it like was, it was hard, because I, I, got. I gotta be honest, like I didn't love it, I didn't love the customers, I didn't love the product, I didn't love what we did, but it was, what we, it was our identity for so long that getting rid of it was emotional. It was not a hard decision, it was an emotional decision, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Does it? Yes. I think when you're a businessman, you do this you know there are some things that you have to do or you, that you need to do and they are, you know, they, they make sense up here and that's the easy part.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I'll be a little transparent with you now, like the, I'm kind of in that place with my scooter dealership. You know, like I've had, I've had this scooter dealership for 17 years. Like this is like, this has been my baby, this has right? Been, well, bro, and, and like you're the, the scooter guy. Yeah, and like, and there's a lot of identity around that, a lot of brand in that, and man, like for the last year and a half, like I've really, and a lot of people know. I mean, people, I've had this this podcast for the last year and a half, you know, going going well longer than that, going back to 2018, you know. So dang, it's been a lot longer than. That.
1: <laughs> See how it feels? <laughs> but but, but I was like, of those where you're yeah, like, yeah, it's like what time? Time, but, time doesn't matter. Uh,
0: but you know, last year, you know, well, really 2019 not 2020, but like, like really 2019, you know, I was investing a lot of time into this new media company and into this podcast. And like, I've just, you know, my passions have changed. My passion is, is for this. And so now it's like, it's like, you know, it's time for me to kind of make a transition out of the scooter world. Um, What does that look like? I don't know. I think that's, that's the place where I'm trying to like figure out, figure a lot of that out. and I don't have the perfect answer right now, and there's probably, well, probably be a lot of speculation. People are gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, like what's Colin talking about? He's the scooter guy. What's happening?" You know. But the, is but this the breaking show, news? I, uh, I mean, at least in terms of like announcing it, like a lot of my friends know because a lot of people have known that my passion has been this. in this. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, there's just so much, you know there's so much wrapped up
1: into being, God, being I know the scooter going, guy man. you know, I know that.
0: so that's what i'm saying like when your I, business, I can kind of relate your business is
1: is bigger is bigger than mine it was bigger than is bigger than mine was at the time and and you're right you've branded you have always done a great job i mean this is no bs dude this is you and i being in the same town for a long time you've always branded yourself as that guy so when that changes that, that's a difficult that's a that's hard Yeah, I mean, I just kind of look at it as like it's your,
0: it's my baby, like I've had this, you know, it's it's seventeen years old, and I'm like, it's time for you to leave and go to college. (laughs) Like,
1: mom and I need some alone time. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, it's like, like I, like I love you, (laughs) like, but. Go. You know, and so it's
1: I mean it's very how much do you, that I, feeling. Can I ask questions? Am yeah, yeah, sure, I allowed to ask sure. questions? Yeah, this works great. <laughs> I need I need some cool sunglasses and a hat. Uh, hold on. Yeah, hold on. I'll put my sunglasses uh, it, yeah. on. There you go. There you go. Wait, oh, now man. I look like Reed Fogler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of him later for that too, by yeah, the way. Um He'll love it. <laughs> how do you do that? How, how do you, do do you separate yourself from a brand that you've built like that? And how do you find? I think by being unemotional about it. I think you have to. Yeah, be but willing. bro, how do you do that? Uh, I think it's easier said. Do you want than some me. more liquor?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that always helps. Want some more brown water? Um, no, I mean, I, like, I think you know. I don't know. I still, I still don't know what the exact answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, needs I can to tell happen. you that I know for a fact it needs to happen, yeah. and I have been coming up with multiple options to make that transition. Um, you know, I think back in 2019, The thing is, you know, I've kind of said like twenty nineteen was kind of the year where I kind of like left and was like, okay, team, you got you it. do it right, and then and then we get to twenty twenty is like pandemic, right? Oh, like, man. and unfortunately, it's like I gotta get pulled right back in because I gotta go do all the paperwork for the PPP. I gotta, you know, like sure. I, I gotta make, I gotta look at You're the all the number, yeah, exactly. And so, I'm sure there is a way to have a business that somebody else, you know, operates. I just don't know, if maybe I'm just not good at that. Maybe i oh, maybe good... maybe I just need to. That's an interesting question, by the way. I mean, the, the truth is I've been, like, really reading a lot of material on how to look at a business more of as of a, Structure like I didn't really have an exit plan, right? And I've always I was always told you should have an exit plan, but I was always like ah, I'm never gonna. This is my business. Like I love that. Like, well, never, and also your age too. I mean, does yeah, it, I know. I, like I, I just looked at it as like I'm never gonna have an exit plan. Like I don't need an exit plan. But then I realized, you know, damn, like I'm really passionate about this podcast, and now now I'm at the point of okay. This is like really growing. Like, what if I dedicated more time to this? What if I went all in on this? Right. What if? So now I'm asking, you, like, I don't want to be 80 years old wondering what if I would have given this my all, but instead stayed connected or handcuffed to my scooter business. Right? I get that, dude. And so, like, ultimately, I'm kind of like looking at the scooter the scooter business is saying, you know, this this is a chapter that is coming to a close for me. So it's it it no longer like the vision the vision of new scooters for less no longer aligns with the vision of my life that's probably the best way to put it it's like okay there's dude, multi- how much how
1: much therapy did you go to <laughs> that one sentence oh, dude. out come on <laughs> so that feel like that's no, a, that's no, a, no. that's a, that's that's a really honestly really i'm lucky deep I'm thing, lucky to have a bunch
0: of mentors and a bunch of really great people in my life. People that will that will listen and and you know, and give me and give me advice and like and You know, I gotta
1: You're smarter than me, Colin. <laughs>
0: I don't know about all that
1: man. You're smarter than me and I'll tell you why. Like you um I'm so I'm so stubborn. I don't do that very well. I don't do a whole lot of I don't do a lot of sharing as it relates to like I need I need I recognize it that I, that other people have. In my office, 9.9 out of every, of, of every 10 good ideas does not come from me. It comes from somebody else. And yet, I'm, I've never been great at that within my business about saying I have this worry or concern or need, who do I go to in order to ask that question of? There are people within my industry that don't live near here that I have access to that I talk to. Um, and people that I have mad respect and love for. Like I, One thing I realized really early on, too, and I didn't mean to cut across what you were saying, no, no, so you're is is this, is I'm a little guy in the middle of Gainesville and I, I needed to feel like I was part of something bigger, so I got really involved in my national association of, of community newspapers and, and community publications in general, and and that helped me feel like I was part of something a little bigger. I wasn't just some lonely little publisher in Gainesville. I had peers that I could talk to and ask questions of, and that's been an invaluable experience for me. But I don't know that I've done that a whole lot locally as it relates to here is everything behind my business. Here's how I'm feeling about stuff and what I need to be seeing and doing. Help me figure out how to get to a path on that. Yeah, And I know that you're involved in other like, um, like I don't wanna call them think tank, mastermind groups and you know, other chamber stuff. And you've always been really, really good at that. I think that that, that's going to go a long way in helping you realize that vision of what you just said. You know, another thing that's really helped is the fact that I spend so much time
0: giving like giving it's a way of giving back, giving back time to the University of Florida. Like I go in and I speak in these classes mm-hmm. and I get in front of students and I start telling and and here, if I if I'm here telling a student like if you are not happy in what you do, like you need to get out as quickly as possible. If you're not doing, if you are not living your passion, you need to get out as quickly as possible. Like if I'm saying that but not living it, like I started to realize that, especially over the last year, I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not lit. Like I am, my passions are changing, and that's okay. Like I think that's the hard part. It's like hard, it, that, that is the hard it's part. It's okay, and and so it's like, okay, this chapter is coming to a close for me doesn't mean that the brand can't live on. I can sell it to somebody. I can maybe own or finance it to a, a, a team member. Like, like there's, there's options on the table, but I've just come to the realization that my time is coming to an end
1: well, and in who, the scooter dealership. And who, it's somebody else's dream. It yeah. will be somebody else's dream to be that the new Colin or whatever that might be for this brand. And you, you'd give that person the opportunity to do that. I mean, that makes some sense, you know? I... And that does help, being able to kind of, you're right about that, like talking to somebody and saying something. It's funny, I just said this to um, Jason Carr. This, he was on our podcast today, as a matter of fact, for yeah. Express, he owns Express Employment here in town, and he and I were talking about some business stuff last week, and, and I said for a lot of years, I, I, I said that, that thing where it was like, man, the highs are super high. When you own your own business, you know, like the highs are great, and the lows are just, you know, you really feel those lows. I said that without ever feeling a low it was always really good for us for a long time. And the first time that things were going sideways and things were going tough in two thousand eight, nine, ten, 10, that great recession period, Mm -hmm. where businesses were pulling back on advertising, things were changing in our market. You know, I really got to feel that for the first time and I realized I'm not saying it anymore, I'm actually living it, like I get it. And so to hear you say that, right? And say like, like, you know, it's not my passion anymore and that's okay. That's a big step, man. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, like, I don't know. I don't, like the whole reason I became an entrepreneur, it's funny, because
0: the whole reason I became an entrepreneur was for the freedom. The freedom to do what I want, when I want, and what I discovered is, in this process, you end up building your own safe business. Like you have to say, like, Sure, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I've had this business for 17 years, and like it's got a, it's up and downs, and we got our seasonality. But the bottom line is, it's been really consistent in putting a paycheck in my pocket, yep. providing benefits, like all the things that as an entrepreneur you're willing to like risk yeah. because you you know you don't want to go work for the man. Well, I had right, this, right, I had right. like I had this right. like <laughs> I basically created my own full time job and realized, dude, like. I'm gonna go do what I want, like what I love to do. Yeah, and I love this. Yeah, and and I feel like my calling. You know, and this is not to. This is not to you know even like talk bad about a scooter dealership or anything like, but I think where I'm at as an entrepreneur,
1: I feel like I've outgrown the scooter dealership. There's nothing wrong with that, though. You know what I mean? No, and you got to give yourself some permission in order to feel that way. I mean, and you sound like you are. Like yeah. the idea of saying like been there, done that a little bit. It's time for somebody else to feel that and, and me to go find whatever that might be, whatever it is, like whatever is most, you're most passionate about. That's a scary leap. It's a scary leap the older you get and the more comfortable you become. Like, maybe that's just me saying that, but like the older you get and the more comfortable you become in life and stuff and whatever it is, it's harder to make some of those decisions, not for everybody, but for some of us, it's like, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go like, I got, am I asking a bit much here? Am I being am I being greedy? Like, I'm doing well. Everything's good. Do, do I need more? Like, why am I? Hmm. Why do I need to do that? Like, I got I got a good gig. Why am I trying to screw that up? Am I being greedy? Like, I don't know. I I feel that sometimes when you when you start talking about like like what might be next, you know, like what what might be next. What what might you be doing? I don't know. It's an interesting question. And this is what amazes me when I talk to a bunch of people who've been running a business for, look, anybody can do anything for a few years, dude. You've seen it, all right? So when you hear somebody say, I've been in business for five years, I'm like, cool, good, good for you. <laughs> then you hear 10 and you're like, meh, okay, cool. <laughs> then you hear 15 and you're like, all right, I feel you. you I know what you got. Yep. I know what it's like. Then you hear 20 and you're like, mm-hmm. Crap's hard, isn't it? It's hard. <laughs> and then you hear 30 and 40 and you're just like, I'm amazed at those people yeah, because too. how do they keep that fire going? How do they keep that passion going and doing anything for that many number of years is crazy hard. Yeah. Any of us can do anything for a few years. Doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. You're at 17 years, I'm at 22 years. It's a long time, man. Yeah. It, yeah I admire people who
0: know exactly what they want like and they and they get like my, my my dad my dad knew he was gonna be a pilot since he was a kid, and I was like the only thing he pursued and he's a pilot to to this day for Southwest Airlines you know what I mean and it's like I admire that so much people ask me all the time so were you passionate about scooters I'm like no I was passionate about this problem right that we solved and the vehicle that we used to do that was a scooter business that is exa- right? that is exactly yes i completely understand that and so now i just feel like the impact that we're going to have is much greater it's just like this podcast will be a different vehicle for greater impact yep and and like i very much like when i look at the university of florida and this transportation issue i do i look at this mission that we had i'm like like check like that box helped is, that box is done You're Right. Been and there, like huh? yeah and, yeah and i've had a lot of people who are like. You know, and friends of mine who own other dealerships are like, oh man, you could like grow your sales, like get into ATVs and dirt bikes and motorcycles. And I'm like, it's not why I got into the business. When you did a a little bit of that, that, great.
1: Like, you you did experiment with a little bit of things, and then you're like, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah,
0: it's just, it it never fueled me. I was never passionate about it. And I get it. uh, And so, like, you know, that's when I just realized that it was just no longer aligning. But, I get yeah, it. it's a it's a crazy realization. That's why I think a lot of this, you know, a lot of these convers, a lot of this conversation tonight is very, uh, very relevant.
1: Yeah, to it's, that. It, I, I didn't I didn't know where we were heading on this today. Like I, that's but, the best part. But of I, S- I, S- I do. I did not know where we were really talking about that. But like, you know, I it, it's funny when you talk about origin stories and you talk about like kind of what you're doing and how you're doing it, and you know, you're. It, it's interesting how. Like I haven't had that conversation in a really long time. And sometimes you need to have it to remember kind of where you started and how it went to have a bit of a gut check as to where you are currently and kind of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it, you know, and um, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's interesting. And yeah. we're nothing like we were when I, that whole story that I told you about how we started and what we were doing and br- we're nothing like that anymore because life is not the same in 2021 than it was in 2001. Right. Right. Um, hell, life's not the same now as it was it, a year ago, like. It's crazy, right? You went to Italy and saw some crazy like scooter store place, like manufacturer, yeah, right? Awesome. Can you imagine going to Italy now? Like right yeah. now it's like, what? Wait, I can't, I'm not allowed, am I allowed on a plane? Like it's crazy, like the world is is a weird place. And so like, you know, it, it's interesting to hear all those things and then realize kind of where you are today and kind of where you are now. Yeah, I think it's fun. Like I think you have to look at
0: the, the, the entrepreneurial journey and just be like, this is part of the journey. Sometimes you have seasons, you have chapters. Chapters end, like, you know, it's on to the next, and and like this place will always have a special piece of my heart, but you know, it's like it's time for the, it's time for what's next.
1: So knowing that and feeling that and acting upon it are are different things, right? So yeah. I, I, you know,
0: man, I think it's kind of taking some time to get to the point where I'm like, all right, I got to start. I you know, I don't want I don't want to be like say I'm gonna make an unemotional decision, like there's definitely gonna be some emotion involved, but in the actual decision making process, I'm gonna make the best decision.
1: I think the emotion comes after that. Yeah. So like when we decided to close that buyer's guide like in in 2010, I think it was, this was coming off of a a really bad couple of years. When did, you started when? 2004. Did you experience that lull at all? Did that happen to you in
0: 2008, nine? No, because, interestingly you know we're so dependent on the college market that you know no matter what like college students are coming in the fall right and just gas gas prices were creeping up towards five dollars a gallon it was like, I definitely like three four dollars a gallon and so scooters getting 80 miles per gallon like we were selling scooters like crazy and i actually have kind of said you know that was another thing it's like i'm like man like i always felt like we were kind of you know in our own Little economy here in Gainesville, not really affected by a lot of the other stuff that happened. Especially if your business US. was
1: around the university. Yeah, yeah, and like so predicated on. And the so university, I'm like, I, I would kind of
0: always use that as an excuse on, oh, like, we're like, we'll always be good until there's a pandemic and everybody's on Zoom and nobody's driving a scooter to campus. <laughs> right? <laughs> did you
1: buy <laughs> right. Zoom? We should have all bought Zoom in like March. I did. God, I hate you, man.
0: I, I mean, I sold it early, but like, I did make some money on it. But like, I got into stock sharing, like, like day trading stuff simply because I was like everybody's going to be on Zoom. Let me go
1: buy a share of Zoom. Well, stock. you're smarter than the average bear. I had been using Zoom for a couple of years for our national association board meetings and uh everyone's like what the hell is Zoom? And how does that work? I was like we're using this from now on for all of our board meetings. <laughs> and then pandemic hit and it never occurred to me like what a you know we I've had this conversation with John Dar and other guys where I'm like what's the what are we what are we missing right now that if we jump on like two years from now, we're like, why didn't we see that coming? Why did we not? Bitcoin. <laughs> ever... I said today, I was like, Bitcoin is kind of like, a, it's like a teenager, dude. Like, you know, well, there's nothing meaner in the whole wide world than like a 12 year old, your 12 year old daughter. I don't know if you I have boys. Okay. Yeah. 12 <laughs> year olds, man, they're not great. Okay. So like, but if we wait five minutes, they're fine. And then if you wait five minutes again, they're just terrible again. So like, I'll this is kind of like Bitcoin. So like, Bitcoin is, you know, awesome one day, and then the next day it makes you cry. Crash it, yeah, <laughs> right. It is. You just got to like. Stay I told in a long John, time. I was like, it only can go down a hundred percent, right? It can go up a bunch, but it can only go down a hundred percent. Remember true. that. So, like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. This is going by
0: really, really fast. Yes, uh, it's okay, been sorry. a great, great conversation. But I, I kind of want to kind of fast forward to like, sure. just. I mean, we only have a couple minutes left, so you're gonna have to really give us a fast forward wow. version, but okay. yeah, kind of like where things are at now. Um, even like pick up one of your magazines and show yep. it to the camera and stuff and kind of kind of like talk us through like, like what does the business become here sure. in 2021?
1: So great question. And I know it kind of got off on a side topic. Sorry no, to I love, like I love it. I think it's gonna be super valuable to our audience. Yeah. So I, like so I love, you know, I love that kind of, and, and, and I'll come back and talk if we want about other stuff down the road if you want to. But you know, now we've really become a magazine publisher and have for the last four or five, six years or so, maybe even longer. And in that, we publish Our Town Magazine, Senior Times Magazine, um, and some other ancillary products that we kind of do in town. And Our Town is Gainesville's largest community lifestyle magazine. We believe in direct mail. We have three editions, essentially, a Gainesville edition, a High Springs Alachua edition, and a Newberry and Jonesville edition. And the way that we talk about, t- we needing to find a way to remain relevant. So print can absolutely matter still. In this world of digital chaos, all right? Print can absolutely matter if you sort of build your products around these three C's that we created, and that's circulation, content, and cost. So the days of a small little glossy publication that directs mail to one neighborhood and nothing else, gone, okay? And they charge you 1,500 bucks a page. What we do is we have massive circulation, so circulation really matters. And we we distribute over 35, almost 35,000 copies of our magazine throughout our various editions. Content really matters, so it has to be content that is relevant, it's local, it's written by us, not canned off the internet, not recipe garbage, it's real stuff. And the cost has to be appropriate so that when you as a business owner wanna run with me, you don't run once, you run forever. Like if you pick up our issues today, we have the same customers often that we've had last year, five years ago, 10 years ago. Because once they're in, they realize there's a great value there. So we've become, that. those three C's are how we build all of our print products still. Content, cost, content, circulation, and cost really, really, really important to to our overall mission. And then the further thing that we did is we created these sections that we realized where people were saying, you know, hey, we may not, we have traditional advertising, of course, regular ad. You can run a half page ad or a full page ad, sure, no problem. And we solve a lot of problems for a lot of clients who run with us all the time. But there are, People who are you, you, you as a business owner know you get pulled in fifteen different directions to spend money. Do I spend money online on Google or Facebook or you know or Instagram? Oh, or do I, do podcasts, Whoa, GNV podcast. In do I become a sponsor for Whoa GNV? <laughs> Whoa GNV podcast, right? Um, and yeah, the answer is they're all great ideas, but you only have a limited budget. So what we decided to do was create these special sections and create these organ like these the sections within the magazine that run periodically throughout the year that advertisers can run once or twice and then maybe not run again. And so things like Share the Love, or which is a section that we do in March and April, our March-April edition and our September-October edition. Or maybe it's our how-to section that runs, which creates sort of this expert guide of people who are how to choose an electrician, how to choose a gardener, how to choose a lawyer, We have these sections that run in the magazine, and then of course, our town favorites, which I'm really excited to talk about, and I'll talk about briefly. Yeah, please. You know, like this, Gainesville already has this best of concept that is already run by another organization here in town. You know, like you know, the best Chinese restaurant, best pizza, best hamburger, and. I really didn't like the way that that was being run in town because it's a pay to play model. It's very much a, if you want to be the best burger, you got to buy this ad package and then we put you on. I hated that. If we're going to do a reader's choice poll, if it's going to be, Colin, who's your favorite? What's your favorite Chinese place in town? Or what's your favorite pizza place in town? I want you to pick Leonardo's because Leonardo's is your favorite which happened to have won our favorite pizza, by the way. Awesome. So, and I don't like the best of, because it makes it sound like everybody else is not great. If you're the best, then somebody else is not the best. So we decided to start this whole thing called Our Town's Favorites. And it's a true reader's choice poll, which by the time this podcast will come out, will be open at OurTownsFavorites.com. And you can vote for your favorite whatever in over 250 categories. And it allows us then to, we give whoever the winner is, The certificate, the logo, the access, we want you to be recognized as the favorite burger in town or the favorite chiropractor in town. No obligations. If you wanna run with me and say, thank you for voting us our town's favorite chiropractor, man, we'd love to have you run. Like, it would mean a lot to us if you ran, it would help a lot. But if you don't want to, you're still gonna get the certificate, you're still gonna get mentioned in the magazine as part of our section, you're still gonna be our town's favorite chiropractor. And so I really love this model of, of bringing our town's favorites to Gainesville, and we launched it last year, and we had over 18,000 participants. Crazy successful, and then the pandemic hit. Mm. And we weren't able to have our events, and bring people out, and recognize, which was all gonna be free and open to the public. Only sponsor paid, because I didn't wanna have this, like, black tie, fancy event, where it was $1,000 a table. It was, come on out and find out who won Gainesville's best pizza. So we're starting that March 1st actually. So next week or whenever this comes out, March 1st through April 23rd or April 24th we'll be voting for our town's favorites. And we do things like that so that we remain relevant in the marketplace. Like we really wanna make sure that our town remains you know, timely, pertinent, and relevant. And we do that through these special sections. Um, and our town's favorites is a great example of that. So I'm really proud of that. We had a lot of great success. It's awesome to like drive down the road and see like a road sign and there's like hey, there's an Our Town Favorites sticker yeah. there. Oh, that's cool. Like It's a roofer, that guy doesn't run with me, but he's still Our Town's favorite roofer, and I love that, so it's kind of fun. I'm kind of jacked about that, because it's kind of fun to be able to recognize great businesses in town, sure. without any obligation of, of or being held to, I gotta be an advertiser, or I've gotta be involved. Run if you wanna run, don't run if you don't wanna run, you're still voted as Our Town's favorite. I know that sounds a little cheesy, you know, maybe a little like, um, I don't know. I don't know but I love it I don't think it sounds cheesy does it not no nah. Okay. I sound favorite sounds cool I mean I dig it I just don't want people to think that it's like one of those well, things well it's where... cool because
0: I saw a lot of people sharing like the is it the, maybe the
1: article page yeah
0: like on social media and it was like
1: I huge mean, social it, media thing that yeah, we, you know like, it's cool we, we try to u- we try to incorporate social media in all of those things because we recognize that's where the the, the current conversation is happening whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter so we do include a lot of a lot of our packages include some social media advertising as well because we know that that matters to the client. I don't know if it works as well, but I know that it matters to them, and that's where the conversation's happening. And so that's where we'll be. That's kind of our focus for our time. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. This has been this has been a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm so this, glad you came on. Thanks I for was bringing nervous. the booze. I was
0: nervous, bro. I told you not to be nervous. I know. I don't know. Like, once you kind of like get into it, it's like it's it, just yeah. a conversation, man. With you the, made me share stuff, dude. Like I share things. That's what I do. I try to. I try to like take it a little bit deeper. You did. It worked. I, sometimes I just throw I wasn't the questions. I just throw the questions out there, saying like, like, so are you going to tell us how much you paid for it? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of hoping that you're just like, yeah, sure. I don't <laughs> care. I mean, that was <laughs> a long time ago, man. What I do I care? That's what I figure. But like, people always want to know. They're always curious, and i yeah. And I no, I don't mind at all. Yeah, it was fun. I, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for coming. So tell our audience where they can like follow you guys on social media, where they can
1: connect with you, if they want to advertise with you, how they would do that. Sure. So our, the name of my our company is Tower Publications. So Tower Publications is a is sort of the umbrella name where we publish all of our other products. So you can certainly go to towerpublications.com and learn about our individual products. You can go to visitartowns.com, which is our uh, website for, for Our Town Magazine, and of course seniortimesmagazine.com. You can go to our Facebook page if you just search our town magazine or or senior times whatever it might be you'll be able to find us and like us and follow us on there we do provide a lot of content on those pages so we try to I don't wanna be burdensome, like I'm not posting like five times a day, but we have some structured posts that come out a few times a week that are, we think are relevant to our community and we add some value to, to kind of the people who follow us. We promise not to blow up your inbox too much, I promise. <laughs> um, but they can find, those, find us at those places. And of course, most of our magazines are direct mailed. So if you don't get one in your mailbox already, then you can try to find us at one of our over 500 locations in town, doctor's offices, waiting rooms, restaurants, that's a little, glitchy at this point obviously with the pandemic but since 95 or 90 percent of all of our circulation is mailed anyways um, you can still find us at a lot of those locations in town a list of that is on our website it's awesome man thanks dude
0: another community builder you guys it's fun man yeah Yeah, yeah, this is my hometown dude yeah it's awesome thank you uh, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, thanks so much to the team that makes this show possible. Got to give love to James Leitner, who does all of our filming and editing. James, thank you so much. Sarah Lynch, who's killing it with social media over here. Did you get some good pictures of me tonight? Awesome. Me. (laughs) And of course, my co-host, Michael Dees. I hope you feel better, man. And uh, if you were driving and have a chance to write down the information of our incredible sponsors that make this show possible, not a problem, you guys. Make sure you go to whoagnv.com slash sponsors. Super easy. We have links there to all of their websites. um, And you can get LinkedIn quick. And uh, special thanks this episode to our friends over at UF Mover, guys. If you need help moving your home or your business, Give our friends Brad and Jordan a call at UF Mover Guys. These guys do it all. I'm talking full service packing, moving bulky items, disassembling that furniture. Like nobody wants to disassemble the furniture when they're moving, <laughs> uh, but they'll they'll do it for you. And if you need storage, they got your back there too. Charlie, you know what my favorite thing about UF Mover Guys is Brad's beard,
1: <laughs> dude. That beard uh, is like glorious. glorious, man. Yeah,
0: that, that beard is bonus. I have a little. Jo- I, I can't. Th- I can't
1: do it. I see. Like you, I have a beard. It's gray as hell, but I can't do that. What is your favorite thing?
0: Well, in addition to his amazing beard, (laughs) you don't have to pay anything up front. You pay once Uh, the move is completed and you are completely satisfied. These guys have over 600 Google reviews at a 4.9 star rating for a reason. Call them now to have them help you move your business or your home at 352-415-0886. Again, that's 352-415-0886 or visit their website at ufmoverguys.com. And of course, when you do say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> Whoa. We will see you later. Bye.